Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday, the 14th of December. Not long to go till Christmas. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can always pause the PowerPoint slide here and read the disclaimer in full. And if you're listening on a podcast, you can head on over to our website, marcustoday.com.au and read the disclaimer there. And if you're not a member, you can always sign up for a membership there. Free 14-day trial. Take you right through Christmas. All right. Well, last night we had a wobbly night on the Dow. We had that good night on Friday after the US CPI number hitting its highest rate in almost, well, in 40 years. So big, big jump in US CPI. A bit of a rethink on Monday. Big week, though, for central banks. 20 central banks are uh, chatting to markets this week. Of course, the big one is the Fed, which will be coming out with comments Thursday our time. So uh, Wednesday and Tuesday they meet and we will get uh, more from Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell on Thursday. As a result of some caution creeping in and a bit of wobbles, uh, we did see the Dow Jones close 320 points down or 0.89%, 35,651. The Nasdaq performing worse than the others. Apple can't quite close in on that $3 trillion valuation mark. There you go, $3 trillion US dollars. Uh, NASDAQ closed down 1.39%, 217 points, 15,413. And the S&P 500 in the middle for diddle, but only just 0.91%, 43 points, 46.69. As a result of all this pessimism and caution creeping into the US markets, as you would expect, the VIX index closed up two points or 8.51% to 20. Remember, the range is around 16 to 22, so we're heading back up. So uh, we could hit a little bit higher in the coming days as we get that caution ahead of the Federal Reserve pronouncement. As a result of this negativity, we saw SPY futures down 41, or 0.56%, 73.39. Our market closed up 26 yesterday, did have a bit of a late sell-off. So maybe we were anticipating a little bit of caution creeping into the US and maybe 41 will be uh, the worst that we'll see today. On commodities, though, we saw Brent crude down 1.01%, 76 cents to 74.39 and WTI falling only half a percent, 38 cents, 71.29. Gold slightly better, 0.2 of a percent better, $3.50. 1788 and iron ore up a massive 7.41%, $7.60 to $110.20. Now, don't forget, the iron ore price is a live price for us. The Dalian Futures in China and Singapore pricing, which is where we're taking our iron ore price for the following day. So any reaction to the iron ore price gain in our market is looking at those real-time iron ore futures in Dalian and in Singapore. So it may not have such a massive effect on our market today. We did see some big price rises yesterday for the iron ore stocks. The Aussie dollar down 40, down to 71.31, down 0.56%. So that's going to help the gold price. As far as commodities go, last night we had copper down 07 
Nickel down 0.5. Aluminium still doing quite well up 1.8%. Zinc up 0.3. Lead up 0.2. Tonne down 1.6%. In the international miners, Freeport McMoran down 1.9. Alcoa coming off 2.1 down. Tech 1.32% down. Anglo-American down 1.6. Glencore down 1.4. Vale, though, perking up, up 1.8%. And Albemarle down 5.35%. So a little bit of selling there in that big lithium stock. As far as the S&P goes overnight, there you can see closing on its lows. Very much a cautious market heading into the Federal Reserve meeting. Nothing particularly spooking the horses, just that caution ahead of the Fed. Major stories last night. The tech stocks hammered as stocks retreat from all-time high. And the Omicron variant dense vaccine protection in an Oxford study. U.S. cases now top 50 million cases. That's not 50 million at the moment, but that is total cases in the U.S. And total deaths, 800,000. So not insignificant by any means. Federal policy providing even more support to the economy as inflation surge pushes real rates further into negative territory. And a poll suggests the ECB may end its 60 billion PEPP in March, but increase APP from 20 billion to 40 billion. And the Omicron clouds the outlook for the Bank of England and is expected to force policymakers to hold off rate hike until February. It does appear that Omicron is rife, especially in the southeast of England, London. All the uh, out of the new cases, 44% of the new cases presenting are Omicron and it will double in the next day or so. So that is a a big concern, although it doesn't seem to be having a major impact on hospitalizations or deaths as yet. World's wide-scale slowing of bond buying as well as Fed tightening paveway for policy divergences in 2022. And economists expect Beijing to add fiscal stimulus to the economy from early 2022. That is primarily what is driving the iron ore price higher at the moment. That expectation is that we will see stimulus from China. We've already seen the PBOC putting more liquidity into the system with their repo rate. And uh, it is hoped that China will do more to stimulate, especially as we still have the Evergrande property issue swirling around as a uh, some sort of restructure. Even though uh, it's going to hurt, it may take some time, and at least it will be orderly. It's not pulling the rug, as we saw with the Lehman moment. The Economist's upbeat about next year's growth prospects, but could easily get blindsided again. And the Saudi oil minister has said global production could plunge 30% this decade. The Saudi oil minister, they are trying to raise their production profile from 12 million barrels a day to 13 million barrels a day and investing heavily to do that. Uh, The problem is that after years of low oil prices and the push to be ESG compliant, uh, many oil and energy companies have underinvested in new production. And although everybody agrees that maybe the future is going to be electric vehicles and battery technology, solar and renewables, there will be a gap between oil and gas and the new era of renewables, which is the worry. And some analysts do see the oil price pushing up next year as that underinvestment comes home to roost and the economies around the world reopen. As far as what's on today, we've got the NAB November Business Survey, the WA to reopen on February the 5th. 
From today, though, in uh, well, from tomorrow rather, in New South Wales, many restrictions are coming off. In fact, the dreaded QR code check into shops will be off the agenda. You'll still have to check in to a number of places churches, gyms, strip clubs, and the like. And uh, that will continue, but uh, many restrictions will be coming off, including the limit to numbers who can visit your home and be at venues. So uh, good news, but uh, it may come at an interesting time as the COVID Omicron variant does look as if it's uh, gaining a little bit of traction in Australia. Rio Tinto has agreed to write off Mongolia's outstanding $2.3 billion in debt for its share in the massive oil Tolgu copper gold project in Mongolia. This has been a long-running sore uh, and a real problem for Rio over budgets, over costs, overruns, and over there really hurting Rio in that project. And it has been a long time coming, but hopefully they've made some sort of breakthrough with this impasse uh, with this uh, writing off of the debt for Mongolia. Victoria has won the race for a Moderna mRNA factory expected to begin production of vaccines for COVID-19 and similar SARS viruses from 2024. Over in the US last night, we had Elon Musk being named as Person of the Year. I would have thought the Person of the Year or persons would be the people that have been doing the vaccine research and actually administering the vaccines. But there you go. Elon Musk got the nod. Tesla down 5.2%. Apple down 0.6, Amazon down 1.3, and the NYSE, the New York Stock Exchange FANG index, fell 2.1%. Google down 1.5, Microsoft down 0.9, Netflix down 1.1. US banks as well hit last night, uh, 1.2% for JP Morgan, Citigroup down 0.9, Goldman Sachs down 1.6, Bank of America down 2.1, Wells Fargo down 3.2, and Block can't even do the hip to be square. It is now Ian Jury and the blocks. Uh, they were down 3.24% last night, so that will weigh on afterpay. Over in the US, we had BHP and Rio slightly better. BHP up around 09 and Rio up around 0.3%. Iron ore doing well up 7.6%. That is the Chinese stimulus hopes. And the M&A boom that we've seen in this country in the market this year could end with a bang if CSL buys Vifor Pharma, which it announced yesterday it was in talks for. It may tap the market for $4 billion in a placement and a share purchase plan. So far this year, we've had around $300 billion worth of deals in the M&A space and ECM activity, which is equity capital markets, money raisings, etc., are now around 50 billion or close to twice the activity recorded in a normal year. Proving there is life after the AMP, the former AMP boss Francesco De Ferrari has got a new gig back at Credit Suisse, his old alma mater. He is now head of the Global Wealth Division to infinity and beyond. And not just toilet rolls that are the subject of panic buying at times, but also diesel exhaust fluid more frequently known as AdBlue, which there's been lots of press around because of the shortage that's coming in AdBlue and the effect that will have on the supply chain. But it has been in strong demand at super cheap retail in the auto stores and BAPCOR 
as well and they've now had to put in limits and you can only buy in store you can't buy online so rationing is now in place last night it looks like that ubs launched a raid on virtus private equity seems to be the likely candidate buying they're looking to buy 19.9 percent at a dollar 70 and analysts are slightly negative on ramsey healthcare it missed out on buying a company called priory health and they now suspect that it paid too much for a second prize in Elysium Health, which is a mental health provider for the National Health Service in the UK. But it does diversify their offering, and uh, more on that in the newsletter today. And the TGA has launched a review of ventilators and CPAP devices. This follows the FDA uh, problems that they've had with the Philips machines in the US, uh, where some of the foam that is... uh, sound insulating has broken down and got into people's lungs and there is class actions and bans on Philips etc in the US there Australian authority now the TGA now looking at a review of devices probably not so good for ResMed but certainly not so good for Philips question of the day today yesterday we looked at your best uh, stock pick of the year what is your biggest stuff up of 21 what is the stock or Maybe something else. What is the biggest stuff up that you saw or that you personally made in 2021? That's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights there. If you're listening on a podcast, as you know, the podcast now is split into four streams. We have the Marcus Strategy Podcast, and Marcus is back on board today, and I'm sure you'll all be eagerly awaiting the strategy forecast and the podcast as well there. We have the On The Desk podcast, On The Couch podcast with myself, and I'm going international this afternoon with definitely the last podcast on the couch for the year. Give you something to listen to over the Christmas break. And, of course, there is the fourth podcast stream in the end of day and the breakfast briefing for your enjoyment. But that's it from me. Have a great day.